When Daniel knew the decree was signed, he went into his house and he kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before. Daniel 6.10 Dear God, thank you that we can come to you with all of our needs and our requests and our troubles as often as we want to, and you will hear us. Thank you for all you've given us and for all you do for us. Please teach us more about you as we learn about Daniel's lifelong courage and commitment to you. You are so good and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Daniel and the Lion's Den In our last story, the Medes and Persians took over right after Daniel interpreted the writing on the wall. He also received insight from Gabriel about the words given to Jeremiah and how many years are decreed for atonement. In this story, Daniel will be thrown into the lion's den for refusing to worship, as inspired by Daniel. Well, hi, it's Julianne Thompson, guest hosting for Julia Jeffress Sadler with the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. In this story, we get to hear what happened to Daniel when he said yes to God and no to the king's decree, and when everyone around him discovered who was really king. Let's find out what happened. When Darius was king of the Persian Empire, he appointed 120 officials to rule sections of the kingdom. He also appointed three administrators to oversee the officials. Daniel was one of the three administrators, and King Darius highly favored him. He stood out as one of the best because the Spirit of God was with him. The other two administrators were jealous of Daniel, so they teamed up with the officials to plot and make Daniel look bad in front of the king. Daniel did nothing wrong, so they needed to find a clever way to get him in trouble. They knew that Daniel was a Jew who followed God, and found a way to use God's law to destroy Daniel. One day, the officials and administrators went before the king and told him, Long live King Darius. You are such a great king, and we want the entire kingdom to know that. We discussed and agreed that there should be a law for everyone only to worship you for 30 days. Whoever does not follow this law will be thrown into the lion's den to be eaten. How does that sound, your majesty? All you need to do is issue the law to make it official. Darius was pleased to hear this and agreed. For 30 days, the kingdom could only worship King Darius. Daniel heard about the law, but he did not worship King Darius. Instead, he went home and continued to worship God as usual. The officials knew this, so they went before King Darius and asked him, Your majesty... Didn't you issue a law that forbids anyone from worshiping other gods or else they would be thrown into the lion's den? 
Darius responded. Yes, it is an unbreakable rule. I cannot take it back. They answered, Daniel, who is a Jewish exile and your administrator, has disobeyed your order. When the king heard this, he was troubled. He admired Daniel and did not want him eaten by lions. He desperately wanted to rescue Daniel, but the officials reminded him that the decree could not be changed. Darius hesitated, but eventually ordered Daniel to be thrown into the lion's den as punishment for not worshipping him. The king went to Daniel before he was thrown and told him, May your God save you from the lion's den. A stone covered the den and was sealed by the king so that Daniel could not be released. King Darius felt so guilty that night, he canceled his plans and refused to eat. He was so distressed that he couldn't even sleep. As soon as morning arrived, Darius rushed out of bed to check the den where Daniel was sentenced. He called into the den and said, Daniel, servant of God, have you been rescued? To his surprise, Daniel answered. He told Darius, Glory to God. He shut the mouths of the lions using angels. He saved me from all harm because he knew I did nothing wrong. Daniel's trust in God saved him from the lions. The king let out a sigh of relief as he ordered Daniel to be taken out of the den. The king also commanded the accusers and their families to be thrown into the den, for they tried to make Daniel look bad. They were taken by the lions immediately. Then King Darius said, I am making a decree that everyone is to fear and respect the Lord that rescued Daniel. He is the living God. Daniel continued to receive visions and prophecy about the future. Whoa, Daniel could have died for refusing to disobey God, but he obeyed God anyways. And God did another miracle. He kept those hungry, hungry lions from nibbling on Daniel's fingers and toes and eating him right up. What an amazing story. Now, there's something special about the Bible that you might not know. While every story happened to real people who had real feelings and lived on our real planet Earth, God is so smart that he also uses these stories to tell other deeper stories. Let's look at today's story again to see if we can figure that other story out. Okay, bad men tried to trick the king into killing Daniel, but Daniel obeyed God and God rescued him, even from hungry, hungry lions who wanted to nibble on his fingers and toes and eat him right up. That's an exciting story. It's full of courage and faithfulness, and it inspires us to be brave like Daniel even in scary situations. But let's take another look at the whole story. Daniel lived in Babylon since he was a teenager, and now he was an old man. He committed to honor God when he was young, and he kept that commitment his whole life. And so God honored Daniel by filling him up with wisdom and giving him positions of authority in at least three royal governments. On top of that, God told Daniel things he didn't tell anyone else. Do you remember when only Daniel could explain Nebuchadnezzar's dream about the sparkly statue? 
It was about kingdoms that will come and go, but God's rock-solid kingdom that will last forever. And Nebuchadnezzar's second dream that only Daniel could explain was about him losing his kingdom and only getting it back once he recognized God is the true king of everything. God spoke to Daniel directly too. In fact, Daniel had a dream where he saw a special godly king in heaven. An angel told him that this king would one day rule over a kingdom of people from every nation and language. This king and his kingdom would last forever and ever and ever. Now, let's go back to today's story and see what other deeper story God is telling. King Darius had conquered Babylon. He was king of Medes and Persians, represented by the silver chest and arms in Nebuchadnezzar's sparkly statue dream. But bad men tricked him, and even though he was the most powerful king in the world, he couldn't rescue Daniel. Daniel was then thrown to lions, who was sometimes called the king of the beast. Even though they were the most powerful animals in the world, those kings couldn't eat Daniel. They couldn't even nibble his fingers and toes. Daniel's life was in the hands of the one true king, the Lord. It always had been. You see, it didn't matter who was on the throne in Babylon or Egypt or Judah then, and it doesn't matter who was in the power of the governments now. God has been on the throne of the universe since before our world began and he will be long after other kingdoms and governments fade away. He is stronger, wiser, kinder, and more powerful than anyone or anything ever. That's the deeper story God was telling with Daniel's life. And that was an important story for God's people to know because the true king of heaven, Daniel saw in his dream, was coming to set up a kingdom on earth. And that rock-solid kingdom would be made of God's people, not just from Israel or Judah, but from every country, tribe, and language on planet Earth. Do you know who that king is? Yes, it's Jesus. And the Bible says he is like a lion who will reign as king forever and ever and ever. But don't worry about your fingers and toes. King Jesus just wants your heart. I'm so glad you joined me for today's story. Come back next time to hear what happens when the Babylonian captivity ends and God keeps his promise. Remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. Can't get enough of our podcast? Stay tuned for new adventures by subscribing to Kids Bible in a Year, your companion in exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. 
You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.